Good morning, everyone. As Father Pelsey said last week, if you were at the 11 o'clock Mass, or I said if you were at the evening Masses, uh, I know a lot of people came last weekend hoping to hear a message about the ongoing scandals and revelations of the church. Because it was the first weekend back from school, I chose to focus on a more positive message. But we are going to address it today. Uh, I had had a homily prepared. The bishop sent out a letter that he wished to be read at all the masses. So that's what I'm going to do, read his letter, and then make, uh, on my own behalf, a few brief comments. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I join with all of you in the mixed emotions of sadness and anger on hearing the news of the grand jury report from Pennsylvania on the number of child abuse cases made public recently. Although it spans a period since 1947, even one case of harming a child by abuse is a crime and a sin. Also sad is the poor response and ignorance of the harm done to victims by those in authority. To those victims who suffered so terribly, I offer my apologies for what they suffered in our church. I also offer my prayers that God speedily heal them and make them whole. I ask that all Catholics in the Diocese of Lafayette join me in prayer and voluntary acts of penance for the victims and their healing. I also ask that you pray for, thank, and encourage the many faithful and dedicated priests in our diocese. They suffer also because of the bad actions of a few. Just as we should not judge all policemen because of a few bad ones, so should we not judge all good and faithful priests. Since 2002, our diocese has enforced the Safe Environment Program for the protection of children and young people. Everyone who ministers to minors in our diocese must undergo safe environment training and be updated every year. Every priest, religious, teacher, volunteer, even me, must undergo background checks and safe environment training. I'm happy to say that our diocese received a 100% grade from the auditing firm that ensures compliance. If an allegation is made, it is investigated, and if it seems credible, that person is removed from ministry and the legal authorities are notified. This continued year, the founding of our diocese gives us the opportunity to renew our Catholic faith and to re-educate, rededicate our commitment for the safety of all children in our diocese. As your bishop, I firmly promise to be vigilant and to guard those placed in my care. If anyone has been harmed by child abuse or suspects abuse is occurring by any church personnel, please notify the diocesan office. Again, I ask your prayers for all victims and for me and all our faithful priests. Faithfully yours in Christ, Most Reverend J. Douglas Desitel, Bishop of Lafayette. And so uh, yesterday, after reading this letter, I had made uh, some comments, at least my own thoughts, that really address the question of, all right, we know these things. What do we do now? How do we move forward? And I gave a few reflections. But as of last night, there were some new developments in the ongoing saga. You may be aware of it now. It has picked up on the major news media. Archbishop Vigano, who was the basic papal envoy to the United States, he was sort of the Pope's representative to the church in the U.S., published an 11-page letter. It is quite the bombshell, quite the earthquake, basically spelling out all the connections and naming lots of names implicating some very high up people in the church, including Pope Francis, and the cover-up surrounding Cardinal Theodore, or former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. Uh, 
Again, you may remember about a month ago I preached on this and nobody knew what I was talking about, about this Cardinal McCarrick who had uh, supposedly been accused of some impropriety with minors, but also with priests and with uh, seminarians. Well, Bigano focuses on this, and it is a scathing letter, and I encourage everybody to go and read it. Again, I cannot tell you if everything is true, uh, but even if 10% of what this man says is true, it is going to have seismic effect on the church. Effects that hopefully will end up being very, very positive, focusing upon some very needed reform in the hierarchy of the church. And so, keeping that in mind and how this sort of shifts things around a little bit, again, I can't tell you if I know it's true or I think it's true. Uh, I've read it several times. I encourage you to read it for yourself. What can lay people do, and to a certain degree priests do, moving forward? Besides praying and doing penance and fasting and all of that good stuff. I think the answer, the most important answer is this. We have got to be informed about what is going on and about the real roots of the problem. What happened in 2002, for those who remember when the first scandal broke, there was no such thing as Facebook. There was no social media. So although you may have read things in the mainstream media, a lot of the stuff and the news that was out there didn't get disseminated like things are getting disseminated today. And the fact of the matter is, people know the surface of what the problem is, they don't know a lot of the background, whether it be the abuse issue that, that Pennsylvania d d deals with, or the large issue of problems in the hierarchy of the church and the cover-ups. So there are a lot of things you can read online, and everybody's got their own opinion, and everybody has their own spin on things. What I want to do is suggest the first step, in my opinion, the best thing that you can read to understand what's really going on is a book published in 2002. This is from 2002. They have a new edition out. It's called The Courage to be Catholic by George Weigel. George Weigel, John Paul II's biographer, will be coming in about a month to speak. He wrote this in the months following the scandal. And he details what was going on in 2002, why it happened, and he made a plan, suggested a plan to move forward to begin changing things. If you read this, I went back and read it last week, it is just as relevant today, and probably you can see it was somewhat prophetic if people would have listened to it back then. A lot of people didn't know about the book because you didn't have social media and you didn't have all that kind of stuff. This is the book to read to get the basic background. If there's going to be real change, we've got to have laity and priests who know the score, who know what's really going on and can understand and put it into perspective. What do we do moving forward? I got no idea. I'm not the boss, I'm just a priest. I can tell you, though, that there are things that definitely need to change. And I think if things pan out with this Vigano letter, as I'm hoping it will, then we're going to see some significant change in the place that things need to change. We can talk more about this. As uh, you know, I'm going to be doing an open forum this Wednesday at 7 p.m. I will take any questions you have. can't promise you that I have answers. 
but I kind of know what's going on. I, even though it came at the tail end, lived through the stuff that this was talking about in a way that a lot of priests maybe didn't live through. I was in the seminary in the 90s. I know what was going on and what I think the roots of the problems are. We can discuss this and maybe come up with a more practical sense of what we can do. Uh, I do think that whatever happens, there's going to have to be lay involvement. And the laity, and particularly the priest, are going to have to collaborate and work together in a way that maybe we never have before. I don't know what exactly that's going to be, but if we're going to see change, that's what's going to have to happen. Is it going to happen immediately? No. It's going to take a long time, but the seeds can be planted now. Now, along with that, and we can discuss more of it on Wednesday, and I promise you, I will be brutally honest with you. I will tell you everything that I know. I will not hold back anything. But the fact is, a lot of people, you probably have heard, Father, I can't believe this stuff is going on. Why should I stay in the church? I should leave and leave. It's so corrupt. And I can understand that sentiment. You don't even know how bad it is, probably, really. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think that's the best advice, to be able to leave the church, the best course of action. And that's why I think today's gospel is so important. Jesus has been speaking about his body and blood, the gift of the Eucharist. And some of his own disciples find this difficult, and they leave. They leave him. So he turns to the apostles and says, do you also want to leave? And Peter said, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Fact of the matter is, we can have corrupt bishops, we can have corrupt priests, we can have all this garbage in the church. For me, and I'm telling you why I remain in the church, or one of the main reasons I remain is because I believe in the Eucharist. I believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. And you can go elsewhere, but you're going to give that up. But I also believe the Eucharist is Christ's resurrected flesh. And from our contact with that, we can see a resurrection in the church. We've got to stick to it. We do not need to be like Martin Luther, who had very, very valid complaints. There was tons of corruption in somewhat the same way that we're seeing today, but he chose to leave. But there are people who need to stay in the church to be able to reform it from within so that we can experience a new resurrection. Again, what this will look like, I have no idea. How things will change in the course of the coming months and weeks and years, I have no idea. I had no idea that the Archbishop Bigano would release an 11-page letter last night that would potentially change the course of how this goes if indeed his accusations do flesh out to be true. We can continue to pray, we can continue to work, but we need to collaborate together, priests and laypeople, bishops and I think religious too, if we are going to see a change, be faithful to the gift of the Eucharist, to realize the power of the resurrection, to bring about and to work for the kingdom of God on earth. Amen.